the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Lord says to us, come out from among them and be separate. And if we assimilate into the culture around us, we'll lose our distinctiveness as, as followers of Jesus Christ in this world. You know, Jesus put it this way. He said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, it's no longer good for anything. If we assimilate into the culture and become just like the culture around us, we lose our saltiness. Jacob was caught between a rock and a hard place when he learned of an awful event that would ultimately tempt him to forfeit his faith and join up with a people known for their many sins. This group was called the Canaanites, and Jacob was a stranger living right outside their city gates. What happened? What did he do? Pastor Dan answers these questions today. If you call yourself a Christian, you're challenged to be separate from the world's way of doing things. Every decision, bad or good, counts. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 34 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. After Shechem violated Dinah, verse 3 says, His soul, Shechem's soul, was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. And he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem was violent and then loving and tender toward Dinah. And unfortunately, this is how more than a few men behave toward women. With violence followed by love and tender words. And that kind of man creates a very fearful wife. A very fearful woman. Because she doesn't know when he's going to turn violent again. And so she, you can sometimes tell. Because that wife is very, very skittish. Around her husband. And he's volatile. And so verse 4, Shechem spoke to his father Hamor saying, get me this young woman as a wife. Shechem's father, again, he's the king of the Hivites. He's the king of that region. And he says to his father, get me this young woman as a wife. He sounds just like Samson uh, in the book of Judges. Samson was also a man who was controlled by his lusts. In Judges chapter 14, it says of Samson, one day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. And when he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. And his father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you could marry? They asked, why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. Samson was a man who was just ruled by his lusts. 
No self-control. Like Shechem. You know, Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. A person who belongs to Jesus Christ crucifies their passions and desires. They crucify their sinful nature. They're no longer controlled by the flesh. That's one way that you know that you are in Christ is because you're no longer dominated by your lusts and by your flesh and by your carnal desires. That's one way that you know that you're truly born again by the Spirit. So he says to his father, get her for me. Now look at verse 5. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. So Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter, so somehow the news came to him. Not because Dinah returned home. It's just it's public knowledge now what Shechem has done, that he's violated Dinah and he has her held captive in his house. And then it says, Now his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob held his peace until they came. And so he held his peace until his sons returned home. If you remember, we've talked about this before, there's no police department. You can't call 911. The men in the family are the police. The men in the family are the law enforcement in this this Bedouin culture. So Jacob waits until his sons get home And he and his sons together will respond to this news about Dinah. But before Jacob's sons get home, Hamor, the father of Shechem, shows up at Jacob's house to speak with him. In verse 7, verse 6, then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And then in verse 7, the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. So news gets to them now. So, you know, it's everybody knows what's happened, what's going on. And the men were grieved and very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. They were grieved and very angry when they heard the news. And I want you to note two terms that are used here in verse 7. First, the use of the word Israel. Do you see that? Because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel. This is the first time the name Israel is used for the whole family. Jacob's family now sees themselves as a distinct nation. The nation of Israel and the land as the land that belongs to Israel. For the first time now we see that in the Bible. The second thing you should note is the term disgraceful He had done a disgraceful thing in Israel. This term, disgraceful thing, it is a very powerful word, phrase in the Hebrew. Listen to what the word means. It is an offense of such profound abhorrence that it threatens to tear apart the fabric of society. And for the protection and preservation of society, it can never be tolerated. 
there are some sins that are so abhorrent that they can actually tear a society apart. Society can't tolerate every and all kind of sin in it. There are some things that are just too much and will destroy the society. The sons of Jacob, they say this is an act that we cannot allow to happen in the land of Israel. They say it, it should not be tolerated in any society because it, if we allow this kind of activity in our nation, it's going to destroy the nation. It's going to unravel our society. And so we, we have to deal with this. We have to put a stop to this. And this is also why they have such a strong response to this sin. Verse 8. But Hamor spoke with them saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. This is amazing to me. Hamor, you know, the father, he goes to Dinah's father. And he doesn't even mention the actions of his son. He doesn't even bring it up. It is a common trait for people to minimize their own bad behavior and to minimize the bad behavior of their children. You hear people say things like, well, I never intended to do anything inappropriate. Or, if my actions were misinterpreted that way, then I apologize. Or, if this may have offended anyone, they minimize what they've done. And parents will definitely minimize the sins of their children. Well, he's a good boy. He has a good heart. Yeah, but he's a serial killer. Well, he never really intended to hurt anyone. But he killed people. I know, but that's not really who he is. Yes, it is. You know, it's just a human trait to downplay our sin and to downplay the sin of our children. Here you have this parent who comes to the parent of the victim and doesn't even mention, doesn't apologize, doesn't ask for, it just glosses right over it and says again in verse 8, the soul of my son Shechem, he longs for your daughter, please give her to him as a wife, and make marriages with us, give your daughters to us, and take our daughters to yourselves. Right? Hamor here, he's seeking to join the two clans together through marriage and make them one clan. This is important. And this is part of the reason why this story is included here in Genesis. If you're wondering, like, why is this even here? This is one reason why. Because now Jacob is faced with intermarrying with the Canaanites. And intermarrying with the Canaanites will destroy Israel's distinct identity as a nation that we just mentioned. For the first time now, they're identified as their own distinct nation, and that land is their land. And if they intermarry with the Canaanites, it's going to destroy Israel's distinction. It's going to destroy the line of the Messiah, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. And again, remember, Jacob's in a situation where this guy's got his daughter hostage. This is like a hostage negotiation now. When he's coming and saying, hey, I want you to enter into marriage with us. And Hamor's got a lot of leverage on him here because he's holding his daughter. 
And so there may be a temptation for Jacob to enter into this marriage agreement and combine the two clans together, making one clan with the Canaanites. But the Israelites must not assimilate with the Canaanites. They can't. Because they'll lose their distinction as the people of God. And so too with us. The Lord has called us to be separate. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. The Lord says to us, come out from among them and be separate. And if we assimilate into the culture around us, we'll lose our distinctiveness as, as followers of Jesus Christ in this world. You know, Jesus put it this way. He said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, it's no longer good for anything. If we assimilate into the culture and become just like the culture around us, we lose our saltiness. And we lose our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. So there's this Jacob's facing a very difficult decision here that could affect Israel's history and the Messiah coming through Israel. But they've got his daughter. An unbelievable, gut-wrenching situation that he's in here. So as Jacob is mulling this over, what to do in verse 10, Hamor sweetens the pot. He says, so you shall dwell with us and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it and acquire possessions for yourselves in it. Amor says, you can dwell with us. You can be one of us. You'll have citizenship with us. You'll no longer be an outsider, a foreigner. Now you'll be one of us. And you can use all of the land. All of the land that is ours will be yours. And, and you can dwell and you can trade in it and you can acquire possessions for yourself. This is a tempting offer for Jacob. Now, of course, God made the exact same offer to Jacob. (laughs) God offered to give Jacob the land of Canaan. God offered to prosper him. Hamor's offer here, it reminds me of when Jesus was tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter 4. And one of the temptations that the devil tried on Jesus was he took Jesus up on an exceedingly high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory And he said to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. What did the devil offer Jesus? The devil offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. The same thing that the father promised to give to Jesus. One day Jesus will come back as the king of kings and lord of lords and he will inherit all the kingdoms of the earth. But what the devil offers Jesus is is all the kingdoms of the world without the suffering of the cross. 
You can bypass that. You don't have to go through that. If you just bow down and worship me, the devil offers Jesus a shortcut. And here, Jacob is offered a shortcut to what God has promised him. Quite often, the enemy will offer us a shortcut to what God has called us to. And the shortcuts never work. And Hamor says to Jacob, you know, you can have the land now. You can dwell in it now. You can enjoy it now. You don't have to wait. Why wait for God to give it to you when you can have it all now? And again, I'm sure this was tempting for Jacob. Now Shechem is also there in this conversation. Shechem chimes in with an even greater offer in verse 11. Then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me ever so much dowry and gift and I will give according to what you say to me. But give me the young woman as a wife. Shechem says, name your price. Whatever you ask, I will give. I will pay. Just name the price. And again, remember, they're holding Dinah hostage as they are trying to coerce Jacob into this agreement. And we see even with Shechem, he doesn't acknowledge any wrongdoing. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't ask forgiveness. They're just trying to coerce Jacob into this agreement. Verse 13, but the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father. Remember, Jacob has 12 sons. And they spoke deceitfully because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. So here there's this negotiation going on. And the brothers come up with a plan to deceive the men, the Hivites. Now, let me say, too, it's not unusual in that culture, in that time, for the brothers to take the lead in the negotiations here. This isn't that Jacob is is weak. It's common for the brothers to get involved in this negotiation. And the sons of Jacob, they're going to deceive Hamor and Shechem with the response. And they wanted to convince the men of Shechem, of the Hivites, to be circumcised so they could attack them. And kill them. There's 12 boys in that family. <laughs> it doesn't really surprise me. That this is kind of the plan they came up with. When you got a house full of boys. I got three boys. And I wouldn't put it past my sons to come up with something like this. But you got 12 boys. You definitely got this kind of stuff going on in their heads. And they said to them. Well hey we can't do this thing. We can't enter into this covenant and become one with you. To give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition, we will consent to you. If you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you. We will take your daughters to us and we will dwell with you and you and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. Now, remember, circumcision was the sign of the covenant that God made with Abraham and his descendants. So it's the sign of the covenant with God. And they use the sign of the covenant with God in a deceitful way here. And they tell Shechem and Hamor that every male in your clan must be circumcised for us to enter into this agreement with you and become one with you, and they say, this is a deal breaker. If you won't go through with this circumcision, 
you know, just give us our daughter back and we'll be gone. Now, verse 18. Remember, Shechem is just controlled by his flesh and his lust. And the words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the young man did not delay to do this thing. Now, I don't know exactly what that means. They didn't delay to do this thing. I don't know if he said, Dad, you got your pocket knife on you? We can do this right now. Right here, right now. Let's get it done kind of thing. Because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. And he was more honorable than all the household of his father. Isn't that something at the end of verse 19? That Shechem was the most honorable person in his family. Tells you a lot about the Hivites. And Jacob, this is why you don't want your daughter hanging out with him. Shechem's the most honorable one in the whole family. And so now Hamor and Shechem, they have to go back to their people and convince the men of their family to be circumcised. And so, verse 20, And Hamor and Shechem and his son came to the gate of their city. That's where the leaders of the city would gather. And they spoke with the men of their city, (laughs) saying, Have we got a wonderful opportunity for you? This is a a once-in-a-lifetime chance. There's just one catch. And these men, and they say, "These, these men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it, for indeed the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives. And let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to dwell with us to be one people. If every male among us is circumcised, as they are circumcised. So, so here's the catch. <laughs> now the, the Hivites, they didn't practice circumcision. It wasn't part of their culture. So I wonder, as they're explaining this to the men in the gate of the city, and they say, we just have to be circumcised. I wonder if one of the men in the gate said, circumcision, isn't that the procedure where they, yeah, that's right, that's all we've got to do. That's it, we've just got to do this one simple very painful surgical procedure that none of us have ever performed before, but how hard can it be, right? I mean, after 10 or 20 times, you know, you'll probably get the hang of it, you know. So who wants to be first? (laughs) Now, in verse 23, we learn the real reason why Hamor and Shechem want to enter into a covenant with Israel. Again, it seems that they are threatened by the wealth and power of Jacob living on the outskirts of their town. They don't like that. And that's why they're trying to coerce Jacob into this agreement here. Verse 23 says, Will not their livestock and their property and every animal of theirs be ours? We'll get all their stuff. We enter into this agreement. We'll get all of their wealth. They can, the people can see their wealth. They can see the size of the flocks and the livestock that Jacob possesses. And they say, we'll, we'll take all of their wealth from them. And so the pain will be worth all the gain that we're going to get. And that was enough incentive for the men to agree to be circumcised. And so verse 24, And all who went out of the gate of his city heeded Hamor and Shechem his son. Every male was circumcised. All who went out of the gate of his city. Now it came to pass on the third day when they were in pain. (laughs) The two the two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers. They have the same mother, Leah, as Dinah. So these are full brothers. They're older brothers, too, to Dinah. Simeon and Levi each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed 
all the males in Shechem. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.